Happy Thursday, everyone, and Happy New Year. This is Crystal Lee Moore-Lucier, also known as your home sweet home 519 realtor, Crystal Lee Moore, with Royal LePage Triland Realty in London, Ontario, Canada. And this is episode seven of Realtor Life, a fun and entertaining way to learn about life in the trenches as a real estate professional in Ontario, and hopefully to learn some valuable lessons and takeaways. Now for this week's five circle goals which are goals in the five circles of our lives, spiritual, family, business, financial, and personal. I hope you're choosing goals for yourselves every week and writing them down. What are your goals for this first week of 2021? My spiritual goal was to find a daily devotional for the year. I found one on Google Play Books and downloaded it. For my family goal, my stepdaughter and I are back to it for our weekly movie nights. We just watched Pretty Woman. And my husband and I were able to book time at Storybook Gardens here in London for a long-awaited skating date. It was awesome. For my business goal, I wrote and recorded my first keynote for an upcoming virtual conference in February called the Comeback Champion Summit. Please let me know if you'd like tickets. I'm also focused on reaching out to my database this week and sending my letter for the heart for January. For my financial goal, we're still looking for that income property, but our financial advisor has invested the down payment for us for the time being. What a tough market. And finally, for my personal goal, my fitness goals are coming along nicely and I have learned five songs on the ukulele. This week, I'd like to add one more. Wish me luck. I hope that hearing about my five circle goals has inspired you to choose or write down your own five circle goals this week. I'd love to hear more about them. You can go to my website at www.crystalleemore.ca and find my contact info or send me an email at crystalleemore at royallepage.ca. Now onto this week's story. When I first became a real estate agent, the journey from employee to entrepreneur was a tough one. My learning curve was steep and I gained a lot of insight. They say the road to success is messy and crazy. They're not wrong. Here's my story, some of the key lessons I learned along the way, and some tips that will hopefully help on your own journey. Have you ever found yourself just wanting more, looking around and thinking, is this all there is? For me, I wanted to feel passionate about my career, and I tried my hand as a law clerk until the decision was going to have to be made, to go to law school and become a lawyer, or to fully focus on law clerking. I chose secret answer C and began the process of getting my real estate license at the suggestion of a most unlikely character in my story, my own real estate agent. I stayed working at the law firm. Like many entrepreneurs, I was simply dipping my toe in the waters of self-employment at this point. I wanted to try it, but felt my safety net, aka my salary, was a good piece to hang on to. It was time to cut through that safety net though and I decided to go with the extra acceleration package. I moved to a brand new city and decided to start from scratch with absolutely no plan and no savings. And to answer any curiosities, nope, I would not recommend this. Almost every entrepreneur I know needs something very important to begin their journey, a network of people to connect with and support and be supported by. I mentioned the new city, right? I entered the city with the hubris of the young. I was going to show this new city of Guelph, Ontario, Canada, what was what. I had come there from the capital of Canada, Ottawa, 
and while working full-time at the law firm, was able to close seven transactions in one year. Pretty impressive, right? (laughs) Wrong. What was impressive was my amazing network of people and the support that I had in a place where people knew me, liked me, and trusted me. It took me eight whole months to sell my first house in this new city, and in that time, I learned a lot. And in the nine years since then, I've learned even more about building a successful business. Feel free to learn from my missteps, as I had the good fortune to learn from others, and let's make 2021 ours for the taking. For those of you who might be struggling as an employee, my book suggestion is All In by Arlene Dickinson. I love this woman, but the aha moments I had in reading this book made me love her even more. Big recommend. People say wonderful things about being an entrepreneur. It's really heartwarming, actually. Be your own boss. Make your own hours. Freedom will be yours. There's literally no ceiling to what you can make. These are all true. But these are also true. You might find out that you're not a very good boss. Your own hours might not be as disciplined or great as you want them to be. Loneliness is a thing. Watch for it. And... There may not be a ceiling on what you can make, but there's also no floor. I would like to tell you that selling my first home eight months after moving to a new city just happened because I did not quit. And it sort of did, but it also happened because of some very important steps I took. I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins' program, Personal Power 2, and in it, he shares the definition for the word decision. To decide literally means to cut off from, to cut off all other possibilities and just go for it. My big decision moment happened in April 2013. I realized that I was going to have to go all in if I wanted this whole real estate thing to work. At the time, I still had an Ottawa phone number and I thought of myself as an Ottawa law clerk who was trying out Guelph real estate as an option. And it was not working. Most cities like to support local, especially these days. I decided then and there to make a choice. For an entire year, I would go all in as a real estate agent. I would change my number to a local number and I would embrace this new career. If after an entire year of doing my best, I still didn't see any improvements or success, I would do something else or go back to the world of being a law clerk. This was a game changer. Dabbling feels safe, but it stunts our growth and it confuses people. Are you all in or just trying it out? I changed my title to your Guelph realtor, Crystal Moore. I wanted people to think of me when they thought of Guelph real estate, and I started to take my passion for giving back and connecting to the next level. I sponsored things in the city, from events to groups. My purpose was clear. I wanted people in Guelph to know about me, and I wanted to become part of the fabric of this small but amazing city. I ran a networking group and it started to grow. I didn't get business immediately from it, but that wasn't the goal. The goal was to get more exposure and meet more people. It was a wild success. I also decided to go all in with a database management system to track my clients and my contacts and my sales. I'd been tracking everyone on an Excel spreadsheet and it was getting overwhelming. I chose the California-based Buffini & Company CRM or Client Referral Maker. This CRM was also a game changer. I was able to connect with clients and contacts on a deeper level and track the source of relationships and sales. The biggest key to growing a business as an entrepreneur is your network. You may have heard the term sphere of influence before. 
If not, it's basically a list of everyone you know and everyone who knows you. The first thing you should do is write out a list of 50 people that you know. Then, write down another 50 people. Unless you're brand new to a place like I was, you know at least 100 people. Your hairdresser, the person at the gas station, your old or current colleagues, friends from school, your mechanic, that really nice person at the coffee shop, your neighbors, the list goes on and on. Now, if you're like I was when I first started, I knew one person. So the key was to get out there. In my first eight months, while I wasn't selling houses, I was trying to meet people at every opportunity. I went to every, and I do mean every, networking event that I could. I took cards, I wrote down emails, connected with organizers. I hosted open houses for my colleagues, connected with people there. I hosted booths at local trade shows and held draws for gift baskets. I networked with the other vendors. And I kept in touch with everyone. I sent personal notes in the mail, I emailed, I used my phone for its intended purpose, and dialed the numbers and had conversations with people. Showing your network, in person or on social media, that you're committed to what you do and that you're busy doing it are key. You need to remind people that you do what you do. People generally aren't thinking about you or me. They're thinking about themselves and their own lives, as they should be. The average person can only remember a handful of brands by memory, and it takes five to seven brand exposures to even get into their minds. This is why developing relationships with people is key. It is authentic, it is real, and it gets you into the hearts and minds of the people around you. A great book to read as you embark on this journey is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. This book was yet another game changer for me. Before I read it, as I was attending networking event after networking event, I'd return home exhausted and deflated. A few hours trying to convince people that I was good at my job and they should refer people to me and I was done. But it doesn't have to be this way. In fact, it can be fun and so much easier. I won't give the whole book away, but the key takeaways for me were that we must learn and remember people's names. This was tough for me at first, but when you use people's names often, it's their favorite word by the way, you can find a deeper connection with them. It's amazing. Another takeaway was that it's better to be thought of as interested than interesting. Pardon? Asking questions of people and listening to their answers is actually a better way to get to know them and for them to get to know you. I rarely share with people in a group what I do. Even at a first meeting, I'm usually asking questions about the other person. What do they do? Why? What are their goals? People work with people they know, like, and trust. You'll have a chance to share about you. It also helps infinitely if you're actively trying to support their businesses. Think about how many people on that list you made also run businesses and could use a supportive cheerleader like you. The more we sow, the more we reap. We never give with the attention of getting. Sometimes we receive from the most unlikely of places though. The old adage holds true, givers get. When you give from your heart and you truly serve as many people as you can, it will naturally come to pass that you will be a success. It may not look the way you thought it would, but it will happen the way it's meant to. When it comes to investing in your business, the best advice I ever received came from Joe Nigo of Chicago, Illinois. You should invest 10% of what you earn back into your business. But if you're just starting out, as I was when I first heard this, you should invest 10% of what you hope to earn into your business. Things to invest in. 
books, seminars, courses, technology, equipment, like a good laptop, computer, phone, printer, and coaching. Things that I personally would avoid at the beginning, buying leads, expensive programs with gigantic claims, anything that does not have a proven track record. The thing is, there's no substitute for putting the work in. So there I was, super successful, and then life stepped in. In June 2019, I got married to a wonderful man and moved to London, Ontario, Canada. And I had to start it all over again as your home sweet home 519 realtor, Crystal Lee Moore. But this time I was armed with a formula for success as my real estate coach reminded me and a network of people I had already been building relationships with for three years before my move. It might've been easier to stay in that old nine to five job at the law firm, but I definitely wouldn't be as happy as I am now. I wouldn't have been able to grow the way I have or thrive. I would have missed out on hours and hours of personal growth, leading groups, mission trips, giving back, and pulling myself up from having absolutely nothing and living on credit cards to being able to make a difference in the world. I would have also missed out on being asked to be in a book, SOAR, Transformational Stories of Strategy, Soul, and Sensational Results in Business in 2020. This is the second book that I've been invited to be part of, and I'm very excited. It's available on Amazon if you're wondering. I also would have missed out on having my own podcast, Realtor Life, on Spotify, which you're listening to now. It's very, very exciting. I love my career. It has its ups, it has its downs, its sharp left turns, and its bumps. But it's mine. It's my journey. And even though some days I want to quit, there's really nothing else that makes my heart sing the way helping people does. Find your passion and then go all in. We got this. The basic lessons summarized. If you want to find success as an entrepreneur or in anything really, you have to go all in. Build your database and your network. Find your sphere of influence and connect with them often. Read How to Win Friends and Influence People and remember to learn and use people's names and ask questions to get to know them. Remind people in your life that you do what you do, whether it's real estate, mortgage, insurance, Arbonne, or Monet. They need to know. Follow your bliss. We have one life. As my coach Ron James says, work hard and then play harder. And as I say, live it like you mean it. That's it for this week. If you have any comments or questions or feedback, you can find me on Instagram at your home sweet home 519 Realtor, Facebook at Crystal Moore Real Estate Sales, or by going to my website, www.crystalleemore.ca. Stay healthy, happy, and grateful, everyone. Here's to a 2021 full of success, laughter, love, and adventure. See you soon.